أمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين يا ربنا لك الحمد والشكر كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك حمدا كثيرا طيبا جزيلا مع خلودك يا كريم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يبقه قولي رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us first faith to be people who are considered believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala none can believe in Allah without his permission in Allah yahdi may yasha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide to him whomever he wishes we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tonight for him guiding us to have that faith for the gift of iman is the greatest gift Allah can give anyone and also we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to gather together tonight in the mosque for his remembrance for indeed there is nothing that can be considered more pleasurable in the sight of God more pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala Lord of the heaven and the earth than people coming together gathering only to worship him and remembering him by chanting and raising high his name for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith مجتمع قوم في بيت من بيوت الله يتلون كتاب الله أو يذكرون الله إلا وحفتهم الملائكة وغشيتهم الرحمة وأنزل الله على قلوبهم السكينة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم is reported to have said whenever people come together in the mosque sitting in a circle reciting the book of Allah or mentioning or raising high the name of Allah wanting nothing but his pleasure wanting nothing but to please him سبحانه وتعالى only Allah will send down the malaika to surround them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pour mercy upon them and put tranquility and peace in their heart. So this is a ni'mah we need to thank Allah for. And this is a ni'mah that we need to always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. And we ask Allah never to stop us from being able to be in a gathering of remembrance. Insha'Allah. We also thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these beautiful days. In these beautiful months. The month of Hajj, Dhul Hajjah. Tonight is the night of the fifth of Dhul Hajjah. This is a very beautiful night. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making it the night that we come together to remember him. For indeed, in three days' time, those whom Allah has called for Hajj will be traveling to begin their journey of Hajj. Traveling to the beginning in a place called Mina. When people will arrive there on the eighth of Dhul Hajjah, spend the night there, Nothing will occupy their mind but his remembrance. And in the morning of the ninth, the greatest day on the earth, the day of Arafah. That's the day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pouring mercy on this earth. For he will forgive those whom he wishes to forgive. And I pray and I hope and I will beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive all Muslims who will be standing on Arafah this year. And never to allow them to return to their families, their loved ones, their homes, only that everything they have done, small or great, only that he has forgiven them. And we who are distant from them, whom we are not lucky enough to be called for Hajj this year, may Allah forgive us for them. Amen. They have a journey because Allah has invited them. As Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وأذن في الناس بالحج يأتوك رجالاً and call upon mankind or Ibrahim to come to perform the Hajj. They will come walking. 
وعلى كل ضامر at that time upon every animal that can be ridden a horse, a camel, a mule whatever it is وعلى كل ضامر يأتينا من كل فج عميق they will come from every corner of this earth today we can go by planes, we can go by ships we can go by cars but still we can go on foot people in Mecca, many of them they go to Hajj in foot people from India, from other countries in Africa they do all their Hajj on foot so on the 9th their journey begins when they travel to Arafah and Arafah is a plane and that journey is a beautiful journey whereby they have to stand all day or a part of the day for indeed if any one of them miss Arafah he has no Hajj قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج عرفة he صلى الله عليه وسلم says حج is indeed standing on the plain of عرفة under the mountain of mercy the mountain of رحمة جبل الرحمة wanting what wanting one thing Allah to pour mercy on them Allah to forgive them wanting that Allah سبحانه وتعالى will retain them back as pure as he created them and that in the day of resurrection as they gather there on that plane, resembling the day of resurrection, will be standing, forgiven, shown mercy, allowed to have the pleasure of looking at the face of Allah. Faces in the day of judgment that will be full of light, shining, as Allah described in the Quran, will be given the permission to look at their Lord. Not those faces whom Allah will shun and will not allow them to be looking at Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow certain people to look at him in the day of judgment. Allah said, وُجُوهٌ عَلَيْهَا قَبَرًا تَرْحَقُهَا قَتَرًا أُولَٰئِكَهُمُ الْكَفَرَةُ الْفَجَرًا Faces that will be looking gloomy and dark, miserable, will not be having the pleasure of even having a smile or a shred of light in their faces where Allah would never want to look at them. They neglected Allah, so Allah neglected them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not neglect me. Do not neglect me. If you neglect me, I will neglect you. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran. Okay? Don't forget Allah. He will forget you. Those who forget Allah in this world, in the hereafter will be forgotten. Who are these? Those who reject Him. Those who do not believe in Him. Those who do not want to know Him. Those who do not seek Him. Ask of Him. Those who fear the created, not the creator. Those who believe in the creation, not the creator. Those are the people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at in the day of judgment. Those who are in that day in Arafah, even standing for a small amount of time before sunset, Allah will forgive them. This is my hope. Allah will forgive them. And then they should travel from that land to the third place of Hajj, which is called Muzdalifa, under the sky, over the plain, which there is nothing but pebbles. They will pray Jam'ah, joining together, Maqrib and Isha, shortening the Isha prayer from fourth surahs, and then collecting 21 pebbles to go and throw the shaitan. For indeed, in throwing the shaitan, is remembering what shaitan was trying to do to Ibrahim, السلام, his wife Hajira, السلام, and his son Ismail. When Ismail and Ibrahim were asked to build the Kaaba, and then Allah commanded Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, to slaughter his son. Iblis is reported to have come to him and said to him, you should not do it. But Allah inspired him. This is shaitan. And for that, shaitan will be stoned. And then he came to his wife, Hajira, saying to her that your husband is going to slaughter your son. Allah inspired her to know that this is shaitan. And for that, 
shaitan will be stoned. And then he came to his son Ismail saying to him, could you believe it that your father think that Allah has commanded him to slaughter you? But Allah inspired him to know it is shaitan, so shaitan will be stoned. And it is also reported, once the hujjaj leave Muzdalifa and come to Mina back again, where they started, in the day of the 10th of Zulhajjah, they are supposed to take away the clothing of Ihram. And by the way, Ihram is not a clothing to wear, but Ihram is a condition you enter into. For a person who have left his beloved one, his home, his wealth, and everything that belonged to him, going to the land of Hajj, leaving everything behind, wanting nothing but the pleasure of Allah, that person must enter into that condition, whereby Allah commands that person to dress in a clothing or a uniform called okay, the clothing of Ihram. For a man, it's two pieces of cloth, one to cover his aura with, one to cover his shoulders, and for women, it's to dress covering all their bodies except for their face and their hands. And in that day of the 10th, this clothing of Ihram must be taken away. They were not allowed to shave. They were not allowed, while they are in the condition of Ihram, to cut their nails or to kill insects or animals or anything. They can be allowed then. In that day, they will sacrifice. Why should they sacrifice? Because Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, took his son Ismail after his wife and Ismail himself were able to understand the condition. Took him to the place where Mina today is and wanting to slaughter him. What did he say? قَالَ يَا بُنَيَّ إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكُ O son, I have seen in my sleep, in my dream, that I should slaughter you. Can you imagine in today's world, a father waking up saying to his son, I have dreamt to slaughter you? First of all, the son will think he's crazy. Second, the son will say to his dad, I'm going to call the police. Thirdly, if living may be in England, say, I'm going to call the social services. Or even call child life. Something is wrong with you. But Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam already been inspired. Qala ya abati ma tu'umar. Qala ya abati ma. He said, oh father, do what you have been commanded. For I know it is not shaitan who came to you. It is not your own ego that demands this from you. It is nothing that you fabricated, you brought from your own mind. It is of the commandment of my Lord. Put me and slaughter me. Ibrahim السلام, was frightened to do this. And when Ismail lied down to be slaughtered like a sheep, the father could not put the knife on his throat. Ismail turned to his father السلام, and said to him, Ya Abati, O oh father, tie me up. For indeed, if I move because of the knife cutting me for the pain that I will feel, you might not be able to do the job properly. Tie me up. Tie me up. And it is reported that his father was crying and tying him up because this is the love that Allah has set him for. Ismail before he was born, Sayyidina Ibrahim became the Khalil, the intimate, closest friend or companion of Allah. Meaning literally that whenever Allah's name is mentioned, Sayyidina Ibrahim because the love of Allah is inculcated between his skin and flesh, he will shiver and shake like a mountain in an earthquake. Every time the name of Allah is mentioned. For this reason Allah called him Khalil. A Khalil is not just a friend. It's somebody who's so close 
he feel the feeling of his friends. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Ibrahim alayhi salam was not able to do the job. But then his son comforted him to do it. And while he was about to carry on the instruction of Allah, from the heaven comes Jibreel alayhi salam, the angel of the ark. May Allah bless him. And he came with the peace from Allah and greeted Sayyidina Ibrahim and Sayyidina Ismail and with him a ram, a sheep, a sacrifice. And from that day, it became the sunnah of the prophets, the sunnah of Muhammad sallam, the sunnah of the believers. On the 10th of Dhul Hajjah, when the hujjaj take away the uniform of Hajj, the clothing of Hajj, and come out of the condition of Ihram, then immediately they will sacrifice. With that sacrifice, they hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive their sins. With that sacrifice, they hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower them with mercy. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lead them to that which will make them better people. Even if they were good, they want to be even better than that. They want to be true servants of Allah, true slaves. As Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam says, Ana Abdullah, I am the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this is what the hujjaj are going to get. From there, they will go to al-mij'ar al-haram. Okay? There, the monument, the sacred monument in Mecca, the Kaaba, which is the first house to be built for the worship of Allah on this earth. Allah doesn't call it Mecca in the Quran, I call it Bakka. Bakka meaning busy with people. That means people are so crowded. It used to be, and it still is, Mecca is. Subhanallah, a small place where the Kaaba is, sometimes there are millions. When people are walking, they are touching one another. Okay? Indeed, the first house to be erected on this earth, in that blessed land, which is so busy, which is today called Mecca, Allah says, guidance for the world and a mercy for the people who will come to visit it. Whosoever entered that house will always be secure, will always be in peace, will always be defended by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the teaching of Allah to us. So they will go there, they will do their tawaf. When they do their tawaf around the Kaaba, it is to say to Allah, from you we come unto you, we will return. To say to Allah, you are the one who will always be here. Kunta watakun walan yakun shay. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kana walam yakun. an kainun wasayakun walam yakun shay'a. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we believe in. Nothing is like him. Laytha kamithlihi shay. It is he the one. Okay? So subhanallah, we need to believe in this. We need to trust in this. What is our duty? We are not in hajj. We are not being lucky enough to be called to come to hajj. What should we do? How can we do it? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Whosoever fasts the day of Arafah, the ninth of the hajjah, the day of hajj, inni ahtasibu. I hope and pray that Allah will forgive the fasting person of the day of Arafah, the past year and the coming year. That Allah will forgive all your sin for the past year and the coming year. What a beautiful thing. So if you have never fasted it before, please fast it this year. It's going to be next Thursday. Fast that day. And I assure you, Allah will forgive your sins. Because Rasulullah does not speak of his own desire or his own whim or his own mind. It's not something that he just make up. It is a reality. 
It's the truth. It is he, وسلم, who does not speak of his own desire. Only what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires him. If we fast that day, we'll be lucky. And let us remember, Allah said, The hujjaj are going in these beautiful days from the first of the hujjah until they complete the jamarat and then they return. These are beautiful days. Rasulullah says, The malaika in the heavens they wish, they pray that Allah will allow all of them to come down onto the earth, onto this beautiful, blessed land so that they can be with the hujaj in these days to worship Allah. So we are here now, we need to remember Allah regularly. These days are not days to be wasted. These days are not days where we gossip, huh? we waste our time. It's days for remembrance of Allah, for dhikrullah. Allah bi dhikrillahi qulub. Indeed, only by the remembrance of Allah our heart can be cleansed. Our heart can be tranquil. Our heart can be secured from the whisper of shaitan and the shayateen of the human and the jinn. So this is something that we need to remember. What else do we need to do? Eid. Eid is coming. Subhanallah. Eid is coming. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reminded the companions. There is no better time to remember Allah a lot, ask Allah a lot, than the two nights of Eid. Eid al-Fitr wa Eid al-Adha. Definitely. These two nights of Eid, you need to remember Allah a lot as much as you can. Unfortunately, at the end of Ramadan, in the last day of Ramadan, when they declare tomorrow is Eid, a lot of people say, Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is finished. Let's go and have fun. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. We should be sad Ramadan is going. Because Ramadan, we are doing it for Allah by leaving the halal in the day, hoping after Ramadan, we will leave the haram for the sake of Allah. And when Eid al-Adha comes, people are only thinking of tomorrow, the meat they are going to eat, the barbecue meat, okay? The visiting of the friend, the wearing of the new clothes. Eid is not wearing new clothes or eating beautiful food. Eid is to remember what you have achieved in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking his forgiveness, seeking his guidance, seeking his mercy, inshallah. So, these are reminders, and I will finish with, for the day of Eid. In Eid al-Fitr, because the norm, when we wake up after Fajr in the morning, we are fasting. So in the day of Eid al-Fitr, we break our fast, then we go to the prayer. But in Eid al-Adha, and many of the Muslims today, they forget, please, please remember and remind every Muslim you meet. In Eid al-Adha, when you wake up in the morning, you don't eat or drink anything. You go to the Musalla, you pray and then you come back and then you eat. And if you are in a Muslim country whereby you meet, okay, you kill, you eat. In my country, I used to go with my brothers, with my father, and we go to the Eid prayer, we come back, we bring the sacrifice, my father will kill it, and a man who will come, a butcher, who will skin it, cut it, and then my father will cut some of the meat and will barbecue it, and then we eat from it to thank Allah for the sacrifice. Then he will divide it to three. He will say, take a third, give it to the neighbors. And then he will say to my brothers, take this other third, give it to the poor people. And then he will say to one of my other brothers, take this to your mother to cook it, to feed the family, and the friend will invite to eat with us. If you have the means, please sacrifice in the day of Eid al-Adha, sacrifice. You can do it in the first day, the second day, the third day, or fourth day. But you must sacrifice. If you sacrifice, it's good for you. It's a sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. May Allah make it easy for all of us. A reminder, in the day of Eid, when you wake up in the morning, you should wash. 
You should dress in beautiful clothes. You should put itr on. You should brush your teeth. You should go in, in one road and you should come back from another road. So the malaika in this road will write your name. In the other road they will write your name too. So you have many malaika acknowledging your travel to the prayer and your journey. In your way, going and coming, only one thing in your tongue. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar, walillahi alham. As reported by Umar al-Khattab. Okay? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alham. Keep repeating this. When you go get to the place of prayer, whether it's outside under the heavens or in a mosque, sit down, don't talk to nobody, and keep repeating it until they say, As-salatu qa'imah, stand up with the imam, pray your eid prayer, it is a sunnah. And once you finish your prayer, okay, Listen to the Imam delivering his sermon. It is so sad. In London, you hear a lot of people, once the salah is finished, they stand up under okay, the member. And they are talking, and they are chatting, and they are gossiping. And the Imam is delivering his sermon. It is not really pleasing to the Prophet ﷺ to see this happening. People must listen. Must listen. The sermon is important. Once the sermon is finished, you get up and you greet people. Okay, You must greet people. Embrace them. Shake their hand. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Shake hand. Embrace one another. It is definitely removing all bad feeling from the heart. Towards anybody you know or you don't know. The day of Eid is the day of celebration. Al-Abbas reported that the Prophet used to take his wives and his daughters with him to the prayer place. And they must dress in beautiful clothes. Many of us today say, no, no, we shouldn't take the women. Because they are fitna. Rubbish. The Prophet ﷺ encouraged. Rubbish. It's not fitna. The Prophet did it, we should do it. Take your women to eat prayer. Those who say it is fitna, lower your gaze. Tell the believing men to lower their gaze. Not to go around looking around. Okay? All women are our sisters, our daughters, our aunties. Our grandmothers, our wives, we should respect them, we should honor them, we should look up to them. Rasulullah in the last sermon, in the Mount of Rahmah, speaking to all the Muslims, addressing them, he says, An-Nisa, 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 Ya Ma'ashar al-Rijal, Istawsu bin-Nisa'i khayra. O you gathering men, I advise you that you should take good care of your women. Women are not to be abused. Women are not to be treated like servants or slaves or domestic okay, workers at home. Women are not there just to cook for us and mend our clothes and mend our shoes and iron and clean. No, 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 no. If you are a Muslim and you love the Prophet you read in the Sira, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يرقع ثوبه ويخصف نعله ويحلب شاته ويمشي مع المساكين والأرملة والخدام عليه أفضل الصلاة والسلام. He صلى الله عليه وسلم used to mend his own clothes, his own shoes. He sallallahu alayhi wa used to milk his own goat. He sallallahu used to hold the hand of the widows, of the orphans, of the slaves, of the poor people and sit with them and walk with them and eat with them alayhi wasalam. Today we see men acting like dictators, mistreating women, beating women in the name of Allah. Allah said in the Quran, beat them. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Ma rafa'a Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qat. In the seerah, it is said, Rasulullah our beloved, the one whom we are supposed to follow, never raised his hand to hit anybody. I challenge any human being, I challenge any Muslim to prove to me that the Prophet hit any of his wife, his daughters, his children, or any other woman. I challenge. 
How could he do that? When he said, when he said, they are like the bottles, like the glass. They are created from a bent rip. If you want to straighten them, you break them, he said. Treat them gently. When he was dying, وسلم, when Aisha was holding in her, her laps and Abu Bakr Siddiq was wiping and Fatima, the sweat from him, he was repeating all the time, Take good care of your women. Take good care of your women and keep your salah. Establish your salah. Regularly do your salah. Today, the Muslim world is in shambles because we mistreat our women and we don't do our salah. When we do it, we are showing off. <coughs> salah is to be done properly. Woe for those people who pray, but they are neglectful of the duty of salah as it is supposed to be established. Rasulullah says, pray as you see me pray. So Hajj has many lessons. And the day of Eid has many lessons. So in the day of Eid, we should care about our women. Allah is my witness. When you go to Eid prayer, and your women could not come with you for any reason, when you come back, bring them presents, bring them flowers, bring them chocolates, bring them... Many Muslims say, no, 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 no. We don't do this. What do you do? You bring them thorns. Muslims are supposed to bring their wives thorns and their daughters. And the non-Muslim bring them flowers and roses. Why Allah created those beautiful things? For women. The gold. Okay? The silver. And all those. The diamond. Whatever is expensive. Beauty. Glitter is for women. Not for the men. We are not supposed to wear it. It is for our women. Let us make it an enjoyable eat for them. Take them with you. Let them listen. Give them a good day. If you have any difficulty with anybody. Anger with anybody. Please make peace with them. Don't stay in the day of Eid saying I'm not going to my uncle, my auntie. I'm not saying salam to him. We're not speaking to them. Eid day is a day of forgiveness. If you want Allah to forgive you, find it in your heart to forgive other people. Please. Take this message from me to everybody. Those who do not forgive Allah will never forgive them. Allah is ghafoorur rahim. Allah is ghafoorur rahim. Allah is forgiving and merciful. But if you want Allah to forgive you and to show you mercy, find it in your heart to forgive others. And show mercy to others. So may Allah give us tawfiq. May Allah give us success. May Allah give us the best. Here and hereafter. Allahumma ajma'na ala al-khair. Wa farrighna ala al-khair. Wa ajma'na min ala al-khair. Wa innaka anta Allahu ahlu al-khair ya kareem. Rabbi wafighna. Ya Rabbi isturna. Ya Rabbi insurna. Ya Rabbi wafighna al-siyam yawma arafa ya kareem. Ya Rabbi taqabbal siyamahu minna. Ya Rabbi a'tiqirghabana min niran. Allahumma Rabbi ajirna min al-nar. Allahumma Rabbi ajirna min al-nar. اللهم يا ربي أجرنا من النار 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 وأجر والدينا من النار ادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار إنك أنت الله العز الغفار وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد وآله وسلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين ياك نعبد ياك نستعين هدينا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين